Hello and welcome to the Meat Improv with me, Josh Simpson. And me, Jake Chabor. The Meat is the improv and storytelling podcast. We bring on comedian guests to tell true meaty stories from their life. And then what do we do, Jake? We use those stories for inspiration, for long-form, improvised, comedic scenes. That's right. Oh, it's a hoot and a blast. Um, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash improv, where we will be doing more episodes of our our improv inside baseball thing called The Potatoes, where Jake and I talk about stuff we've been teaching or thinking about. Um, that's been on hold for a bit, but it's coming back. That's five bucks a month to get access to all those. And uh, we're talking about doing some streams too. So stay, stay tuned there and on all our social media if you want to know about perhaps some Twitch streams, maybe for Patreon subscribers, maybe to everybody, but patreon.com slash the media improv is where to get that. Great. That's the business. Let's get to the fun part of the podcast, which is the podcast. Let's introduce our guests. Both of our guests uh, are hosts and co-hosts. Co-hosts? I think, whatever. We'll we'll find out more in just a second. Uh, The show's (laughs) called Totally Rad, and our guests are Alyssa Sabo and Ben Castle. Uh, Welcome aboard, Alyssa and Ben. (laughs) Aye, aye, (laughs) Captain. I, uh, hey. All right, I'm off to I, a I. strong start. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I, I, uh, choo-choo. Oh, choo-choo. Oh. Choo-choo. Thanks Jake for I. having us. Uh, thanks for being here. Yeah, we went on one train trip, and now I only talk in <laughs> train language. From <laughs> You did? You went on a train? Where did you go? Jake and I went from Los Angeles to New York. What, three years ago? On a train. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that. Three years ago. That's right. Uh, I wrote a book about it. That's right. I wrote Jake a book did. about it. <laughs> yeah, Jake wrote a book about it. I I tried to forget it in the moment and afterwards. <laughs> I had a good time. The, the train part, not so much. I said that a million times on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> Um, so tell us a little bit about Totally Rad, uh, for those that are not familiar. Uh, I know it used to be at the UCB Inner Sanctum, right? Uh, we're still doing it there. Uh, <laughs> we haven't had big crowds, but we've been, we we've been breaking in. <laughs> big, yeah. Uh, it, so it's no, a talk yeah, show, we, right? We had, ben, ben, please. <laughs> this is me and Ben. <laughs> It is. It's a talk show and I, I host it on rollerblades and I play kind of like a 16 year old version of myself. I used to be extremely evangelical. And so the whole point of the show is just kind of like it takes place in 1996 and it's mainly just me trying to like get people to accept Jesus <laughs> as their savior and like get people to like yeah. me. And Ben, it was, yeah. it was Ben's idea uh, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I pitched it to Alyssa. We figured we figured it out over the years. It's great. It's very very weird and fun. Jake's been on it. Uh, Josh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, it's, it, I don't it's get really fun. I play stuff. the sidekick. I'm I'm 36 on the show. In real life, I'm 37 now. And Alyssa's 16. On the and show. I won't disclose my In real, real life, age. <laughs> over 16. <laughs> but it's, and, it's uh, fun. We do like... Yeah, it's like a late night show. We do, we do monologue jokes from 1996. We do interviews and games and stuff. Can I, yeah, oh. it's mainly... Oh, go ahead. No, that's it. <laughs> I'm leaving. <laughs> Can I ask what Alyssa's 
uh, and Ben, you can answer this too, but what do you think the teenage version of yourself would think about this? Like, would they be thrilled that they're getting, they grew up to get to do this show or would they be like, I don't appreciate uh, being uh, mocked? No, I loved, I, as a kid, was like obsessed with Sally, Jesse, Raphael. (laughs) And I loved talk shows. I was constantly interviewing my family, (laughs) like for like fake shows. You know what I mean? I was like obsessed with like that. So I think 16 year old me would love it. She would be a little offended by kind of like, you know, the way that I'm like making fun of like the Bible. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because mm-hmm. I was like, I was on corslet, so I, w- I, she would be a little like, Alyssa, you've fallen off the path. <laughs> Time to get back on. <laughs> yeah, I think I, okay. I would. I was very into uh, comedy late night shows like Conan and Dave Letterman. Uh, but I also was very into like punk rock, <laughs> and uh, I think I would. I think I would have been like, this, this is funny, but. I wish my character weren't so lame. <laughs> I think that's what I would have thought. Your character is I lean like, into lame. Yeah. I think He's, lame is fun. He leans into lame. Yeah. It is fun. And my character just kind of like sometimes really loves you, but sometimes like hates you. Yeah, anytime I put try That's to put the thing about being a 16 year old girl you were moody we don't mm-hmm. know why <laughs> um, how do you guys you... feel like if you were 16 and you saw the meat or like heard the meat Ooh, how would you feel good about question um, I have no idea I'd probably be like that's it <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think my my ideas of what I'd be up to 20 years later when I was 16, we're, we're like, certainly I'll be directing movies by that point. Oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> uh, and also probably a little bit of what Alyssa said. I don't want to, I don't know what your story is going to be about Alyssa, but I'm, I, I was an evangelical, well, more Lutheran, but like hardcore uh, mm-hmm. uh, when I was a kid. So I'd probably be a little surprised at like how much my thoughts just how differently i was thinking i'd probably be like yeah huh? uh pro- and maybe i wouldn't <laughs> have gone to the college i went to or moved out to la in fear of that <laughs> wow. i'm thinking of like the butterfly effect i think already is that the butterfly <laughs> effect? <I don't> know. <laughs> ashton yeah. kutcher yeah ashton that movie. <laughs> like what do you what happens when you f- see a glimpse of the future yeah um when did you leave the faith <laughs> Mm. Pretty gradually. Have you repeat after me? <laughs> I is this is this copping on your story at all? Because we can talk. I don't want to. No, not no. me, you, Alyssa. Not my. No, my story is not about leaving the faith. I mean, it has. There's like pieces of religion in it, but do you uh, don't have to share? You? No, it's okay. I, I'm sorry. We're taking over the no, pod. No, no, no. That, that's totally fine. Uh, I probably in college is when it started to chip away. And mostly in college, I think I would, would have considered myself to be a Christian, but I was really bothered by like things that I would still consider hypocritical now mm-hmm. or, uh, of like, you know, 
having to do with maybe, you know, politics, U S politics and how it related to my faith. Um, like, uh, uh, yeah, it was a whole thing. Like, and it was pretty gradual, uh, just in terms of like, when I first started falling away from faith, I would say that like, I was like maybe lashed, lashed, lashed out a little too hard back at like mm. Christian friends I had, you know, kind of like that annoying guy, that annoying new liberal in oh, college. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> and then after college, I went to church for a little while, I was like, went to like more of like a evangelical type of like all denominational type church. Um, still trying to kind of find some sort of refuge there. And then I totally fell away when I got to Los Angeles and sort of, you know, became a heathen. Um, yeah. And now through like <laughs> different, like sort of 12 step programs and stuff, I'd say I'm kind of swinging back a little bit, but not into like yeah. the actual Christian part of it, just more in terms of like higher you know, power. Yeah. That type of thing. So that's my story. <laughs> I love that. That's a good story. Um, that sounds good. You seem good. You seem <laughs> fun to me. <laughs> I'm doing better. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing better. But I'll tell you, man, like, what? I don't know. How, how? What's your experience with it? Were you like, was your evangelical faith, or, you know, I've seen some of your Twitter posts about it, but would you consider yeah. it? Like how, how much was like being like maybe pro-life or like how, how much was like, the Oh, I, it was very, very tied in to pro-life. And that's yeah. just a big part of it. You think that like, that's yeah. I, I was like, I loved president Bush. The greatest, no, Prez George Bush. He was the one that I grew up with. Like mm -hmm. I was a young conservative. I would have been, if I would have stayed on that path, I would have become like a brunette, homie, Laren, whatever her name is. <laughs> oh, right. Because yeah. I was like, yeah. But I think for me, um, yeah, I think religion was definitely just kind of uh, a coping mechanism. When I, mm -hmm. when I was radicalized when I went to a church camp when I was 12, and at that church camp, because my dad was an atheist. My mom was kind of just like, yeah, 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 Christianity, that's good. But it was that church camp, I think, that is where I really became a zealot. And, you know, you just want to find a place to fit in and belong. And I mean, I heard this gospel message and I thought, well, gosh, you know, like if this is true, which I believed it to be true, you know, I was like, how could I do anything else other than tell everybody about Jesus and what he did yeah. on the cross? Because people, you know, and I was very like aware of death, like at a young age, just because I grew up with a lot of old people and they were always dying. <laughs> and like, so I was very like, I was like, we're going to die. Like death is inevitable, you know? So Alyssa, what do you mean by that? Go? <laughs> what do you mean by you grew up around a lot of old people? Yeah. Oh, I just had, there was, I had so many great aunts and great uncles and they were all dying. <laughs> and then like the church I went to, was like so many old people and they were all, they would just pass on like as they do. So I feel like I went to like a billion, like I went to so many funerals and they were always open caskets. Like where I'm from, I don't know. It was just I'm like, never doing yeah. that. 
it was open cast, you know, so I'm just like an eight year old just like staring at these yeah. like cold, dead bodies mm-hmm. and then hearing people talk about like, do you know where you're going to go when you die? And I was like, well, gosh, you know, I, I hope I do. And like, yeah. so I wanted to be a missionary. That was my dream. Wow. So what changed that? Oh yeah, the, I mean, I guess this will be my story because it's oh. like, <laughs> well, we don't. It's part of it. Is that going to no? Be, okay, okay we, yeah. We can. No, no. It. Well, what changed it basically was like, um, I wanted to live. I wanted to like move to Costa Rica because I went on a mission trip to Costa Rica when I was 18. Mm -hmm. And that was like my, you know, I was there and I was like, wow, I've never felt more like at home. This is like always what I was born to do, open an orphanage and just like help people. And I love Spanish. Like I just was like obsessed with like how nice like Spanish people were. Compared to like Americans, you know, I was like, these people are so much nicer. I want to live here. I feel like, and I, I don't know. I just like really felt kind of like this, like I didn't fit in in my small town, you know, and I just was like, this will be so cool. And then, so I went to college. I studied Spanish education with like religious studies. I went to a Christian college and I got, you know, then I got, then like a lot of stuff happened to me in college and I ended up getting really sick and I needed a liver transplant and it was this whole thing and I was in a coma. And in a lot of ways, like you would think that that would make me be like even more wanting to be like a missionary. But when you get a transplant, you then become kind of like, you know, you're like, well, you got to be around good health care. So I was like, well, and you, you know, your immune system is compromised from the pills you take. So then I was like, well, I don't know if it would be like good for me to live in like a third world country. Uh, so what do I do? You know, and then I was kind of I was engaged to this guy and he was freaked out. He was real freaked out after the transplant. And for me, you know, like comedy had always been like a big part of like my story and like who I was. It was like always like when I think about myself as a young girl, it was just always like, yeah, making people laugh, creating characters, making videos, you know what I mean? And so whenever all this kind of happened, my fiance kind of didn't want to marry me because he was scared <laughs> like of everything that happened to me. And then he I was like scared really that you were mortal. He was scared. He was like worried. He proposed and then he wanted to like wait a long time to get oh. married because he was like, we need to make sure everything's in order. And I was like, well, we're not having sex till marriage. I can't wait this long. Like, I was literally just so horny. That's why <laughs> like, like, a lot of my friends got married. Yeah. and he, But he wanted to kind of like prolong the engagement. And I was like, my dog, I, I can't keep looking at you and not <laughs> like doing other stuff. So yeah, then I was like, I think I'm going to try this whole comedy thing, you know? And like, I don't know. I feel like once I had this lease on life and I was, I remember being in the hospital as cheesy as this sounds but I remember like being in the hospital and I had like a ventilator in and all this stuff and I was like with it like I knew sort of what was going on but not really and so like doctors and stuff would come in and I remember just being like man like I got such a funny joke and like nobody I can't talk (laughs) and I was like really upset that people like didn't know how like witty I was as like weird as that sounds. But I remember just being like, Oh, this is so annoying. Like, and I remember trying to make a joke to my friend about, you know, like someone came in and they were like, um, 
they're taking my blood sugar to make sure I didn't have like diabetes. Cause I, you know, you get diabetes. I don't know what happens. <laughs> and I like tried to make a joke cause we have a friend who has diabetes and I was like, at least I don't have diabetes like Gary. Right. You know? Oh, and and she was like, Alyssa, you're okay. Like, and she didn't, you know what I mean? Like, and I remember being like, man, I can't make jokes. Like this is so, I don't Tough know. Room. It's really weird. Like, but that's kind of what made me be like, I better give this a shot. And I think when my fiance, when that didn't work out, I just kind of had nothing to lose, you know? And then I was like, I got to, also I wanted to like leave the small town. So then I left mm. and then, and then, yeah, obviously like coming to LA, you just start to like unravel. And I think when Donald Trump got elected and everybody was like, Oh yes. Like he's the Christian vote. I was like, huh? I, I don't, subscribe to that i can't yeah. be christian anymore this is insane and i just yeah i was trying to make friends with other christians and i just couldn't relate to them and i was like maybe i'm not christian wow you know because i was like why can't i relate to these people so that's pretty much it Sweetheart, <laughs> you see, I brought you to where we had our first date. Oh, yes. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty cool. It overlooks uh, all of Los Angeles, this little bench here in Griffith Park. Um, oh, honey, this is so romantic. I oh. know, isn't it? It gets down on one knee. And you're wearing, you're wearing <laughs> the same outfit you wore. <gasps> oh, my gosh, you're on one knee. I oh. sweetheart i've i uh we've been dating for a year now and uh, uh-huh. uh you we get along pretty good i think um uh, more importantly <laughs> I, I, know, I know i'm horny i know you're horny um <laughs> so i was wondering if you might marry me for so we can do it <laughs> oh wait <laughs> I mean, I'm for uh, you make me happy. Uh, uh, you make me very happy. Uh, I think that we're, I mean, we're 19 now. Boner? We're not getting any younger. Oh what? my gosh, you have a boner. <laughs> this is ruined. This is not okay. What is it? I know. I'm trying to fix that. I've had this boner for <laughs> seven, the last seven months. Uh, we're 19 okay. now. Josh I can't is old enough to handle this. in sweat. Okay, so put the ring on your finger. <laughs> Grabs her hand. Just put it on. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I mean, I can't be the only one here. Right. Uh, uh, cut to uh, <laughs> cut to premarital counseling. <laughs> so yeah, I'm uh, Pastor Kevin. Thanks, guys, for coming in for premarital counseling. Uh, it's always exciting to meet an engaged couple. Thanks, I Kevin. I'll here... be holding this hymnal on my lap. <laughs> okay, uh, great. Paging through Got it. A little. Hey, that's fine. You know, you got to use something to to block block the erection. Okay. So you know, uh, we I'm all understand well. that. Oh. All right. Yeah. I understand. I understand. Totally. I'm on your side here. I just had a com- compatibility test for you to make sure that it's going to be a successful marriage. There's only one question on there. If you can fill that out. It's, are you horny? <laughs> There's only one question. Are you? Hor- Let's okay. not overthink it. I am too. Pastor, okay. where did you get your de- theologian degree? <laughs> My theologian degree? Yes. 
Uh, I went to Fuller Theological Seminary in Pasadena, California. <laughs> okay, that checks out. <laughs> yeah. I think Full that's probably that. enough questions. I mean, I'm horny, you're horny. Uh, right? Yeah, I, I have a question. Is is it true? Do we really have to save this for marriage? Because I'm not sure, sex? I'll be honest, if I want to marry this guy, but oh. I do want to have sex with him. Is it true that we really have to save sex for marriage? Yeah, in our culture, you do. Now, don't ask me about the Bible because that's a different story. People were having sex all over the place on that thing. But uh, <laughs> but for you guys, if you're horny, put a ring on it. I mean, you see the pastor has an erection and a hymnal on his lap and an engagement ring on. Pastor, are you married yet? Absolutely. I've been uh, I've been married 14 times. <laughs> oh, my God. Let me tell you, consummated each one. If you're curious. One time? <laughs> At least once, usually in the low, low fives. Okay, look, honey. Sorry. <clears throat> sidebar. Yes. Honey, look. I do like you. I think I'm attracted to you. I mean, I know I am. I want to explore sexually, but I don't know if I'm ready to make this commitment. Why don't we just, why don't we just try to do it and then, you know, see what happens. And if Satan comes down for us, then we'll know that we weren't supposed to do it. Uh, That's a pretty big roll of the dice. I'd say if Satan comes for us, (laughs) that's the, that's, that's the downside. I mean, knock, I don't knock. get the pastor's been. Come on in. The door. Uh, um, pastor, uh, you've run over on your time for this counseling. I've got a bunch of couples just grinding their mounds on the couches in the way. <laughs> oh, sure. Well, did you put the hymnals out? <laughs> I did. And they burned through it. They wore them down to little nubs. Oh, uh, so if you want to move this along, we can get your next appointment in there. I'll be. Okay. Let me okay. move this along. Sorry. Actually, uh, the advice. Alyssa, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't offer you a hymnal. Do you need, I don't know much about female anatomy. Okay. I don't need a hymnal. Okay. I just need an extra pair of underpants. <laughs> Thank Fair you. enough. We don't we don't stock those, but okay. maybe you can fashion something out of. Uh, we cut to their wedding. Uh, I wrote some vows down here uh, <clears throat> on the back of my hymnal. Um, <clears throat> I vow to. Um, I vow to have and to hold. Write. What? You didn't write anything, did you? I couldn't. You were, My brain is you were ch- yeah. clouded with. All right, let's just semen. freaking do this. Let's just freaking do this. Please, no, please just don't. This will be the freaking... third time this month. <laughs> <laughs> please don't have sex on the altar. I'm going to freaking fuck you on the altar. I object. Oh, Hymnals fly everywhere off people's lamps. I object to this. Why are you? What are you doing here? I'm Satan. Oh no! I knew Satan would come for us, but we're doing we're doing it right. We're getting married. Are you? It seemed like you were going to skip a few of the vows in between there and <laughs> the I do's and just start humping okay, on the thing. Okay, you're right. Okay, Satan, please have a seat. We will do it the right way. Excuse me. Excuse me. Uh, do you need Excuse a hymnal? Me. Wait, a hymnal, hold on please. a minute. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Shouldn't Satan be encouraging this? 
<laughs> the, no, on this point, <laughs> Satan and I are on the same team. <laughs> that voice is coming from the sky. <laughs> 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 what? Uh, it feels coming from the sky. So neither okay. God nor Satan wants premarital sex. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Me, God, and my bud, Satan. We both hate premarital sex. Yeah. It's gross. It's the one thing oh. we agree on. All right. Let's get to the meat part of the podcast. This is where a guest shares a true meaty story from their life. Uh, ben. We haven't yes. heard from you too much. Let's let's. Uh, why don't you go first here? What would you like to talk about? Uh, I'm going to tell a story of how I went to Beijing on a layover and saw the whole city in a few hours uh, with my wife about five years ago. Uh, my wife Mandy, just a little backstory. My my, my wife Mandy has some chronic illnesses uh, that kind of co-occur to make things uh, difficult at times. And at the, this time, she had just had. I think it was called a bilateral fasciotomy, which means she like she had like swelling in her calves. Uh, wow. was, it was so wild. And, and the swelling would not be relieved like anytime she walked. So she couldn't walk very far at all. So they went in and like cut her fascia uh, underneath her skin to like relieve the swelling. So she What's had like fascia? giant fascia is like the, um, the layer underneath your uh, dermis. Under okay. your skin that like holds your muscle in. Okay. Right. Is that right, guys? Anybody it know more? Sounds good to me. I don't know. Um, yeah, sounds good. <laughs> All my medical knowledge <laughs> is just from going to doctor's appointments with my wife. Uh, <laughs> and mine's from hearing so, you recount those appointments. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she, uh, we were kind of, we didn't know what all she had at the time. I'm sure we don't know what all is going on with any of us now. Uh, but she, we were kind of like hopeful about this trip because it felt like for a while she wouldn't be able to walk much um, at that point. And so we were really excited about this trip and it ended up being like a very, very positive and uh, like hopeful experience. We had some cool, cool moments of insight. So she's like recovering from that. And my friend Eugene Swen was getting married in Seoul. And so I had never been out of the country and we were like, let's go to, let's go to this guy's wedding. Uh, he was a very good friend of mine uh, from grad school. So we went, uh, we got a flight on Air China. And these flights on Air China will give you a layover in Beijing. Because, uh, you know, China is a communist country, right? So it's not the easiest place to visit. <laughs> so we were going to Seoul, which is in South Korea. And we had layovers on each side of the trip in Beijing. And when you have a layover, they give you like a temporary visa automatically. Mm. Um so you can get like a 48 hour, up to 48 hour visa. Hmm. Uh, and you, you just go like cruise around the city, come back when you, uh, when your layover is over. And so, uh, we left, left LAX like midnight and got to, it's like a 13 hour flight, got to Beijing at like six in the morning. And we had, uh, contacted this dude, uh, Joe for a tour. And so Joe was going to like drive us around. He's a, a Beijing local. And when, like, so a lot of the, a lot of the wedding party in Korea had been telling us they're all, all like Korean locals and, uh, some people who are Taiwanese and, uh, lived in the U S and they were saying like, you gotta be really careful in China. Everybody's rude. This was the, this was the Intel we were getting. They were like, everybody's rude. Like 
watch watch yourself. Beijing is a crazy place. Mm-hmm. So we were uh, a little bit biased toward that. And like I'd never been outside the country at all. And you hear a lot. Like we're in the U.S. I feel like, especially lately, but this was a while ago. Uh, we're fairly biased against China um, as a communist country, uh, and just like trade-wise, everybody has issues with China. What a bummer! <laughs> so we get there, uh, and we went. To I'm also. This is where I know. <laughs> this is my entire global economics education also happening through the. <laughs> Great. What a bummer, indeed. Uh, yeah, it's a big bummer. Uh, <laughs> We got we get off the plane in China, so we haven't slept really, right all night long, and then we're gonna spend a day in China without sleeping, and then get to Korea, and go to sleep. So it was kind of a crazy, lot of hours in a row, and we're going and we're like, okay, we got to go to the temporary visa uh, line, and then we'll get through that and get into the city. We immediately made a huge mistake and went into the wrong line that said temporary visa. Uh, we go like downstairs. And then there's all of a sudden there's like showers and a lounge. We're like, where are we? And we passed like all these uh, very heavily armed like cops, but with like, you know, big guns. Mm. And we we're like, oh God, okay, we can't go backwards. We're clearly in the wrong place because people were like showering who were on layovers. Uh, like, I guess they have that facility, which is pretty neat. And we asked a woman nearby who spoke English uh, who worked at the airport. And we were like, we're supposed to be on like a, 48-hour temporary visa to go into the city. And she was like, no, you can't be here. This is for like uh, Chinese businessmen. We're like, oh, well, it's that temporary visas. And she was like, you have to go back through there and point it at like the super long security line. Like uh, we would have had to go outside and come back into the airport and then get what? our tickets back again and go back out through. And we were like, oh, can we just go back up the stairs? And she like went over and talked to one of the guards and he like escorted us past all these other guards uh, and, and got us back into the, like right where we had come out of the plane, which was already super stressful. Cause we we're like, Oh no, are we going to get like detained? Uh, and then we got on the right line and got through. That was stressful and a weird experience, uh, but they were very nice about it. And we got met Joe was our tour guide who I'd found on TripAdvisor. This guy was uh, incredible. Love Joe. Can't recommend Joe highly enough if you want to take a 12-hour tour of Beijing. What did you like about Joe? Joe uh, had like a workaround for everything uh, and like was really working the system. And he was very like very uh, nice guy, told a lot of jokes and was telling us kind of like the inside scoop on Beijing. But like, for instance, he he said that so to drive Beijing is like super congested city, right? And uh, very overcrowded. And so to be able to drive, you have to have you're only allowed to drive with certain license plates on certain days. That's how they control congestion. It's like huh. if your license plate ends in a like a one through three, you can drive on you know Monday, Thursday, like that kind of thing. So what he had done is he he gathered several of his friends who had cars, and since he has a business driving people around, he just like rotates cars. Every every day, he's in a different car, and hmm. just like pays his friends for the mileage. Hmm. Like, this guy's brilliant. Like how how smart? I have a question for you. Yeah. So the thing that jumps out at me when you say you have a twelve hours to see a city is 
like, where did you put your bags? <laughs> I know that's a weird one. Oh yeah. They let like, you, uh, it's a great question. Uh, our checked bags, we just, they just stay there. So we, uh, we, you can request for them to be like dropped off at baggage, like at LAX or at LAX, you'll just say like hold for the layover. And hmm. so they just held our checked bags uh, in the plane. We went on the same plane, I think. Okay, great. I'm not as stressed listening to the story now. So, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of like travel stress. It was wild. <laughs> but we just had like our carry ons and went. And uh, Mandy's got like her recently like uh, operated on legs. And we went to the Great Wall of China, uh, <laughs> which is incredible. Joe drives up. He, t- he like took us to a restaurant on the way, which is pretty rad. It was like a rural dumpling place. And uh, everybody knew him. <laughs> Like this guy knows everybody. <laughs> we drive up to the gate at this uh, at the Great Wall. Like you know, it's like a huge park to get into there. Like and a bunch of like parking, and uh, everybody's parking. And we keep passing all these parking lots. And we pass all the tour buses. And he went to like a guard hut and like talked to them for thirty seconds. And they were like, "Okay, go ahead." And he just like pulled up on the sidewalk and drove all the way up to the like ticket booth that let us Whoa. out and then parked and got out. And I was like, this guy has got the inside scoop. <laughs> uh, Great Wall's pretty incredible. You like ride up a, we rode up oh. a ski lift to get there. You okay, Alyssa? Yeah, sorry. Something fell. Were you just There's imagining? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were just imagining the Great Wall. <laughs> oh. <It's> beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> right, go on Ben uh, but yeah being up there and we walked like a whole bunch and Mandy's legs were great and it was just like such a moment of hopefulness uh, of of her having like all these chronic illnesses and then me like supporting her with it and we've had like different t- times like that throughout the years where it's things feel like sad or down or uh, scary and this was a moment where we were like wow this feels so hopeful then you ride a toboggan down. Wait, what? Like, really? Like an alpine slide? I don't like to the Jake, great... you know what an alpine slide, right? Uh, yeah, I do. I went to the Great Wall. I didn't get to ride a toboggan. Do you remember where you went? Do you remember what it was called? Was it called I, Bottling? I don't know. I don't think so. I walked uh, up the wall and then I had to walk my ass down the wall. <laughs> yeah, we walked down as well. But then like there is at this site, there's like, uh, it's very touristy. There's like a steep hill to get up to it from the parking lot. So we took like a ski lift up there and you can take the ski lift down or you can take like an alpine slide. What the heck? It's like a, like a, you know, like with wheels and they got brakes. (laughs) They're crazy. It's like a bobsled. How big is the great wall? Like height wise? Uh, Like 40 feet. Okay. It's pretty, pretty big. Great. (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's pretty great uh we were getting on the alpine slide and this guy uh poked mandy's uh open scars what it was like he goes ouch and poked him <laughs> but you know, we were like okay. with his fingers yeah with his fingers <laughs> it was very funny uh kind of counteracts my point about everybody being nice everybody was very nice <laughs> what the yeah that was wild so what is oh, it? Like he also, Joe, Joe, what'd you say? No, go ahead. I was, I was just saying that seems like we covered about two hours of the trip. I want to know more. Oh yes. Yeah. So we went from there. This was about probably four to foot. Cause it was like a good hour and a half drive from the airport to the gray wall. Uh, we spent a while there. 
And then um, he drove us all around the city, kind of kind of showed us the sites, showed us a lot of the Olympics uh, sites that they had just made for the 2008 Olympics and talked about like how the city like really changed for the Olympics and how much money they spent, which I guess we can look forward to. Wait, what year was LA. this? So it was 2015 or 2014. Okay. The Olympics were in 2008 in China. 2010, I think, right? 2010, something like that. Yeah. yeah. So they've been over for a while. Yeah, I went right before they went and everything was covered up. You got like a, <laughs> a nice remodeled uh, bobsled yep. tour of China and I got like, everything's closed <laughs> for remodeling. You have to take the stairs. Uh, How long were you there for? Oh, we were there for 10 days. Oh, cool. Um, That's the complete opposite of my experience. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, keep going. Uh, We we were talking about traffic with Joe on the way to the Summer Palace, which was the other place we went. And he said that, you know, there's a, a gender disparity in China, especially in Beijing. Because of the uh, one one male child mm-hmm. or one child policy, so a lot of people want a male heir, so they end up having if they have a boy, they there's a lot more boys than girls born in China. Yeah, uh, however that works out, gives the yeah. uh, women a little bit of the advantage. Uh, yeah, yeah, pick of the except litter, being, if you will. The pick of the litter, <laughs> except for when. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a pretty big implication get- as, how, as to how there's males. <laughs> <laughs> right, I apologize. He was, he was talking about like very uh, hetero. But yet again, those women are riding pretty. <laughs> Go on, Ben. Uh, Go on, Ben. So they he's talking Joe's talking about how how you how traffic works because we were like how do you know when to get in how do you know when to merge because it was a little more um like uh fluid than it is here or like like there were a lot of unspoken rules that were being followed that we couldn't tell and he was like oh you just have to be pushy he was like but if you see with most taxi drivers or drivers if they see it's a woman driving she'll get like the most room like everybody breaks because they're all like oh i want to impress her because everybody Whoa. is like like women are rare, and he said that uh, he said that he had a friend who he's like you'll he's he said you'd be pissed off at people when they cut you off unless like the hand waves and then it's like uh, if the nails are painted then you're like oh okay that's okay that's okay <laughs> and he said that uh, wait, yeah wait. Alyssa has painted nails oh um, I see and so he said that uh, several cab drivers will like paint their nails and wear like a woman's like a dickie on their arm if you know what i mean like a woman's sleeve and then they will wave out the window so people will like let them in quicker uh i don't know how verifiable that is it sounds like a joke joe was very funny Uh, i love (laughs) love that. that he also talked about like we were talking about like world politics a little bit and how like it's covered so different in China than it is in the US. And he was saying like what really offends him is like when people talk about China in the news, they talk about it as if it's like one big thing. And he was like it's not. It's like all of us. And he's like there's nice people here, there's mean people here, but like we're all like China is made of made of good people. And I was like, yeah, we do. Like that's that's true and we do that about different countries mm-hmm. too, but 
That's a good point. And I could tell he was very like passionate about it because he meets so many visitors. Like every day he's meeting someone traveling from Europe or the US or Australia because he his his business is built on speaking English. Uh I've heard I loved <coughs> yeah, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Uh, uh, mine was a I was gonna derail things and say that like I think we're doing that even currently in this country yes. of like oh Florida is this way uh um and things like that. So please go mm-hmm. that's a great point. Yeah, that is true. Such a good point. I was just in Florida. Don't go. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the exception to this rule. Don't the go cultural chasm. <laughs> Florida sucks. Uh, uh, we pulled up to the Summer Palace. Have you guys ever heard of this place? It's like... Again, I did not get the same trip you did. Uh, (laughs) I stayed in the Hojo of China. Um, (laughs) Very cool. No Summer Palace for this guy. (laughs) (laughs) Summer Palace was really neat, but the coolest part about it was uh, there's like no parking around there. Joe's like, everybody just comes on tour buses and they have a special tour bus parking. So he just pulled up on the sidewalk again. And then this time he popped his hood. And he was like, if any guards come up, I just tell them uh, I'm having uh, <laughs> car trouble. Oh. He's like, I wanted to get out of the street. And he's like, just I'll be right here. And we Whoa. went to the store palace and had like this beautiful time eating great food and like walking. It's a huge like tourist attraction. I mean, it's like, it's an ancient site. It's like a, a palace they built in the middle of the city. That's like very serene. Like, so it's like a huge, huge park like what you would picture when you think of like a Chinese garden or something. We did all that and then came back and he was in the same spot and there were like two guys smoking with him and, and hanging out. And I was like, no, he knows these guys. Like he knows, Joe knows everybody. Joe's rad. Joe's the coolest. (laughs) And, uh, that, I mean, those were the two big things we did. And that with driving took up all like 12, 13 hours we had. And we were like exhausted, got back to the airport and went the right way. And, uh, I got a beer out of a vending machine in the airport, which is incredible. Uh, and drank that vending machine beer and just thought about how hopeful we were about uh, living with chronic illness. It was cool. Wow. Explain that last part again. So you mean like that you could just do stuff even with like so, so, so soon after the surgery or whatever? Is that what you mean? Yeah. Yeah. To some degree in like... Um, we've had several experiences like this where there's several things that are like pretty debilitating. Uh, Jake and I were talking uh, and Josh and I were talking uh, before the uh, podcast started about, we went to the women's March and like, for instance, that was a couple years later. uh, But when we went to that, uh, my wife was having severe back issues uh, related to this chronic pain as well. And she could barely walk and took a cane, but we, you know, found it very important to do this women's March. And so we went and she like was kind of like almost doubled over for a lot of the women's March, but she did it. And it was another like very hopeful experience of like, Oh, it feels like even though you have these like things debilitating you in your body, you can still like live a full life and, and experience cool things. Yeah. Yeah. I have, uh, I don't want to prolong this too much here, but I, that. Uh, seems kind of important so like did you know when you did did your wife have these issues before you got married no well i think she had some issues but didn't know what they were just kind of thought these are things that everybody deals with 
some of the, th- she has like a Ehlers-Danlos syndrome, which is like a, a it's in your fascia and your connective tissue have mm-hmm. issues in your body. So they like weaken and, and stretch as you get older. And it kind of is like one of those things where some people it affects way more than others that have it. Um, she has a couple other things too, but yeah, like it, when you're younger, a lot of times it doesn't really show up as much or you don't see it as much unless it's really severe. So that'd be an example of like, not to throw back to Alyssa's old story of like <laughs> her fiance got freaked out by like the first sign of smoke or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Very true. Um, so like just quickly, I guess as quickly as you can, not as quickly as you can, but you know, I don't want to belabor this, yeah. but like what, what have you, f- th- this is the kind of thing that you sign up for when you get married. I feel like without knowing. You Absolutely. Up for yeah. It, right. Mm-hmm. So like, what do you think is like, uh, uh, I don't know. How, how have you like adapted to su- be supportive or like, yeah. I'm just curious. That's something that I don't have experience with. Uh, yeah, like- absolutely. <clears throat> um, I think a, a helpful thing for me early in my adult life, like probably soon after we got married or right before that, maybe um, I kind of reframed for myself. I think I heard somebody talk about it. I don't know who it was, but you know, a lot of people talk about like, are you the hero in your own story? Or are you the villain in your own story? Like that kind of like viewing your life as a story. Mm-hmm. And I heard somebody talk about being a supporting character in your own story. And I thought that was uh, like resonated with me a lot. Um, and it's, it's like kind of how I live my life. So it's like a life philosophy. So I, th- I think of that with marriage all the time of like, okay, if I'm a supporting character in this marriage, then like my needs don't always have to be the most important thing. Right. Or like, um, and as we were like working through those, issues I'm finding out Mandy was had like these different diagnoses. It's for us. It's like, it was like both of us have that now to carry Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. trying to figure out like how to live the best life we can with that. Um, yeah, it's an inter, I, I don't know how to explain it really, but it is like, um, I think the hard part, hard parts for me are like when there's a procedure or a surgery that we don't know how it's going to go and waiting for that to be over. That's the scary part. But like day to day, it's still great. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Carry one another's burdens. Yeah. Uh, I mean, well, my wife's incredible. She's a psychologist and makes makes all the money, so I can do improv. (laughs) It's easy to it's easy to be on her team. (laughs) Well, you're a goddamn sweetheart. My hymnal is fully upright at this moment. (laughs) Kids. Uh, Ben, Josh, um, I just want to give you a little heads up. Uh, your mom and I went to some couples counseling and we tried to figure out who, uh, we were in the story of our life. Um, and despite, um, my best efforts and the, uh, their, the counselor's best efforts, your mom feels that she is the <laughs> character actor uh, in the family. Um, so I just want to give you a little heads up that when mom comes home, uh, she's going to be, um, uh, 
maybe less motherly, less maternal. Uh, she's not the hero or the villain or even the supporting character. She's going to be kind of that, like, um, you know, Rob Schneider character. Oh. Uh, sometimes Melissa McCarthy, like the fourth or fifth character in a movie. Um, Paul Giamatti. Yeah. Mom's Paul like Giamatti. Paul Giamatti now. <laughs> Paul Giamatti is a good one. So, uh, who does that make a be? <laughs> <laughs> well, who that make, who is it that who make that me? <laughs> you, like I have said, you are. Uh, <laughs> you are uh, <laughs> is he? Is is Josh Pistachio Disguisey from Master of Disguise? <laughs> yeah. Uh, look, I am uh, fully. You know, I I'm gonna let my kids figure out who they are. If uh, Josh is in his <laughs> supporting character phase. Uh, that's fine. I'm a salamo. Have... <laughs> okay, we can have multiple... call me salamo. Okay, we can have multiple character uh, actors. Eey, in the I family. don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of my phrases. I don't think so. <laughs> salamo, don't think so. Okay, there's okay, only salamo. one salamo. <laughs> okay, salamo. Uh, that's true. You're taking up a lot of camera time. If I'm being honest, uh, camera time. <laughs> In the uh, in the in, the in this movie story, of our lives, the movie of our lives, yeah. Ben, you got what a, a role you're thinking about? I was thinking. Um, now I do identify as a boy. I'm he him, but I was thinking leading lady. Okay, like just in the store for story purposes. Great, uh, leading lady. Like a, I, yeah, Emma yeah. Watson. It would be now. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, like. Catherine Hepburn. I support that. A little leading okay. lady. We can get you on your way. Find your dream. Uh, your little call to action. Um, <laughs> I saved. I saved a cat on the way here. That's great. I think uh, you've firmly established yourself as a hero. Okay. Salami. Who wants some of this salami? How y'all doing? <laughs> Hi, mom. Hey, mom. <laughs> You're kind of a biting of my geese. <laughs> uh, mommy. Oh, I've I don't been know. I'm not your mommy. <laughs> I'm a crazy southern lady. <laughs> oh, y'all. I'm about to go on a big road trip. Oh. Can someone help me pack my car? <laughs> Okay, Salamo will help, but Salamo will pack a too much Italian treats. <laughs> and I'm on a deadline. <laughs> Look, I've got I, a job to do. I've uh, I'm a little concerned with the amount of uh, dried, salted meats that are coming up in all these characters. Uh, ben, you're doing a great job. Uh, Thank you. A little deadline. Yeah. Um, Good note. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> we can branch out beyond that. Look. I got our chore wheel today. I know it sucks. It's Saturday, but we've all got our chores to do. So uh, you can take your chores, find chores. your role, okay? <laughs> chores? I don't think so. <laughs> Not on my watch. <laughs> oh, that's her catchphrase. Hey, hey, mommy, can a salamo take you aside for a moment? Perhaps have a constructive and unexpected conversation where I give you a Advice that you might not expect from a Salamo. Oh, no. Oh, it looks like they're playing basketball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. 
I put the meatball in the hole. Mummy. Your character is all over the place. Uh, you are... <laughs> You are a southern lady, and then you say, "I don't think so, honey." Yeah, <laughs> it's a lamo feel that uh, maybe you should embrace uh, the protagonist role. I will try to do that. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> What is it? <laughs> What do you do? I need a cookie. Oh, okay, God. don't say I need a cookie because that's Salamo's one of Salamo's phrases. I need a cookie. <laughs> ben, I got to get you out oh, there playing basketball. Awesome. We can't okay. have two character actors playing a game together. Okay. Uh, <laughs> to focus we see they're them. just passing the ball back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> we got to focus them on your journey, okay? Uh, Everybody dance now. <laughs> Shoot the ball. <laughs> Hey, Salamo. Hey, uh, Salamo, too. You guys, I, I've got uh, so much pressure at work. I just don't have time good, for my good. dating life. Great. Good. Hey, but this, you are dating a... <laughs> you are dating a Teddy. That's... Yeah, well, I just don't think things with Teddy are going to work out. I'm a teddy bear. Come to life. What? Pick a lane. Pick a lane, mama. A pick a lane. Yeah, I'm a teddy bear now. Grass teddy bear. They come to life. I talk dirty. I say swear words. That's the main character of Ted. He's not. He's not a character actor. Why does Why does mommy sound like the cast of Family Guy? <laughs> Mommy, okay. I've been establishing Sorry. Salamo as the character of the family. All you need to do is to be yourself. But instead mm. of you reach and you reach, <laughs> you a sassy teddy bear, you a southern lady. Honey, I'm sorry. This I'll be honest. I've been doing this. It's an act out. I'm trying to get your father to pay attention to me. I, you know, I, like I cry for help. The lingerie wasn't working, and sorry that my oh, TMI. And the dinners, you know, he spits out my steak tartare, <laughs> and so I figured, why not? It what if was... I tried to be the character? <laughs> he can hear you, Bob. Oh, it I was thought he was cooked. inside. I spit out oh. the steak tartare because you cooked it. I was expecting you're not supposed to cook it. Meat. <laughs> Thank you very much. And Josh, if you want to be a character actor, I need you to be a character actor. You're slipping into a supporting role. You're helping your mom on her journey uh, <laughs> for her identity. And uh, baby, uh, you are way off on a character actor. We got Ben over here with his deadline trying to uh, <laughs> uh, marry his uh, <laughs> stuck up boyfriend. Clearly. Can I be honest? Mm -hmm. What? I'm an undercover reporter. What? Wait, what? <laughs> what? Is this, part of your is this real? I've been, this is real. Okay. I'm not your wife. I'm not your mommy. What? I've been writing a report. For how long? Our kids are 14 and 13. And we have the same nose, mom. What the heck? Oh, she took off a mask. I'm 87 years old. What the fuck? I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> You're sorry? Okay, but dad, woman to woman, how do you not notice that? <laughs> woman to woman? <laughs> Are you I'm getting... 
I'm trying to talk to you woman to woman, even though I'm a boy and you're my dad. Yeah. I, I don't know how I didn't notice. I was in the delivery room. I don't. <laughs> Salamo Anita, a cookie. <laughs> Okay, guys, so uh, the beach is closed, as you all know, but uh, I want you to have a good day at the beach. You know, I'm your dad. I only get you for a few hours uh, every week. So have at it. Have fun at the beach. If any cop comes or whatever, I'll just uh, I have some of these old child's clothes. I'll throw them in the water with some chum. I'll say there's been a shark attack or what? Uh, I lost one of my kids. No, it should keep the cop busy for a little while. So build your sandcastles. Uh, do whatever you want. If any if anyone comes and says the beach is closed. Um, you're not allowed to be at the beach at this time, you know. Uh, uh, just pay them no mind. Uh, no. Keep doing your thing, and I'll keep them busy with the search for the uh, the the fourth child. Yes, Daniel, you have a question. You want to waste beach time with questions? Go ahead. What? Why? What? Dad? Cops? Why? Why would cops come at the beach? What's going on? It's after. Labor Day. You're not supposed to be at the beach after Labor Day. Oh, so it's the so beach I'm is right. closed. The beach is closed. We're not supposed to be here. You saw the chain. Can we just go we to have. McDonald's? We're not going to McDonald's. Okay. Listen, I have you for the day. I have you for this afternoon. It's. I was busy all summer, as I told you. I was busy. Yeah. With Monica, uh, my. Don't my say new, your turn. <laughs> She's not just an intern, okay? Okay. <laughs> she's, she's my... Uh, we don't use girlfriend, boyfriend. She's my new friend that I spent most I'm of the summer. I'm here. You can talk about me like I'm here. Monica. <laughs> Monica. I'm, what? This is crazy. You're not... You're going to make the police think that there's a lost child at sea? That is a ridiculous way to buy us time at the beach okay if anything well, then what's your you plan should get, you should get up on top of that building and threaten to jump that way we don't create the idea of a lost child and the police <laughs> will be tangled up trying to negotiate getting you down off of the building jeez I mean, that's cooking. a really good idea thank no, you that's a really good why idea. am i the only normal one in this freaking family <laughs> thank you oh i'm a part of the family you're not a oh, part you're of the family. i was just gonna address that with ben ben we don't get attached to monica okay we think of monica uh like someone who sells us ice cream or someone okay. um who has season tickets at the same baseball stadium we do and sits close to us oh, is it someone it, that's going to be a constant in our life monica we talked about it too and jake of course <laughs> you must have been reading some parenting books or something because uh <laughs> the suicide tactic is the oldest trick in the book and if you don't think they're going to put a tranquilizer <laughs> dart in my neck and get you kids off the beach <laughs> off the beach in 20 minutes well then okay well, That's then what else? You. What else do you have? We can't create a lost child in the ocean. Will you build a fucking sandcastle? <laughs> We're sitting here at the I beach talking idea. about Monica. Monica great. I have an Wait, idea. Molly, you're waiting this family. Let's go. <laughs> She's not in the family. Okay. So, go ahead. Hear I it, used to date a cop, and okay. I can call him and I have hate, him come. We don't. <laughs> Have them I think I hate this story. 
And if you threaten to call Randall for every problem we're not trying to get the cops out here. I'm a little drunk. Oh, mommy's drunk. I used to date a cop. I used to date a couple cops. Cool. And so I could have them come over and I can tell them lay off. I can say lay off. My kids are on the beach. Monica, I like where your head is at, but I think that's not going to do it. I don't think calling the cops here and then telling them to lay off, you're doing double duty. I think Fine, whatever. If the well, someone show take up, this bucket and make a sandcastle, or I have to be the only one to be proactive around here. We have a little see, fun on the beach. I think we should discuss more. We see Josh <laughs> making a sandcastle. Ah, look at that. Build a moat around it so the tide doesn't blow it away. Monica, I yeah. think if the cops show up, you tell them that you've been carrying on an affair with a politician and that you possibly have recordings of that and maybe even a stained dress that will bring in uh an attorney who's gonna stained with what huh like barbecue sauce from mcdonald's could be yes ben could barbecue sauce from Let's mcdonald's say, say ranch <laughs> <laughs> why Monica? ranch i don't get it <laughs> okay i'll do this i'll do your little i'll do your little idea awesome Mom what are you gonna best. do for me what, what are you gonna do for me what do you want me to do? I want you to I want you to release I want to read your journals. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't let her not read your journals. I want to see your journals. She's not I'll your let you knock it off. <laughs> you can read the ones from 98 to 99, but anything before or after that I can't let into the public eye, but you can read the what ones. What are we even talking about? <laughs> that was this dashboard <laughs> confessional phase. That's exciting. That's good content. This conversation has gone off the rails. I'm trying to take my boys to the beach uh, and my special friend here as well. Uh, so what do we say, Monica and I? Huh? Why don't we pop a couple of these uh, hard seltzers? Vanny? Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What did you say? I'm gonna jump in the beach. I said Zannies. I'm already on a couple. I'm gonna hop in the ocean. I'm gonna see what the waves are up to. I'll see you guys later. Oh my god, mommy Monica. She's been taking drugs and alcohol together and she's gonna drown. Okay, she went out quick. That tide took her quickly. Um we're gonna have to cover this up. Oh Let me throw some of these children's clothes out. <laughs> I'll get on top of this building. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm gonna jump! Um, hey everybody, I'm gonna be your tour guide and I'm filling in for uh Joe. And I I know a lot of you guys are I already hear the size, I see the Uh. disappointment in your faces. (laughs) I am okay. I asked that okay. Joe is um, sick, and I didn't, I didn't cause it. <laughs> so you might as well. Have. If you, <clears throat> I didn't. I knew you guys were gonna think that I caused it because he takes all the jobs because he's the most incredible tour guide. But I am just as good. So here we go. And wait we're a minute, is Joe gonna be us. okay? Is Okay, listen, we've got a lot of Beijing to cover. We don't have time to talk about Joe. I'm sure he'll be fine. Were you just going to march right into a tour without a little back rub and a candy bar for me? I'm sure Joe does. Joe gave you my treats. 
Okay, he did not. I but get I... one for staying seated on the bus, and I get one for not interrupting during questions. <clears throat> okay, well, you're standing up and you're doing push-ups, <laughs> and what? you are interrupting everything. And I've I been get saying. two if I could do a hundred push-ups. <laughs> 14. Oh, okay. <clears throat> it's till the end of the day. I've till the end of the day. Okay. To do okay. On your right. I'm just going to pretend like you didn't say that. I don't have any treats. Okay. Mm. On your right. You're going to see, this is a big tree in China. It's called the Chinese. I could tree, give a shit. You think I haven't been to Beijing before? <laughs> <laughs> We've each been to Beijing 30 to 35 times. We've seen the tree. Yeah. All right. What we came here oh. for is Joe and our special treats. So you cut you you waltz on this bus and you say Joe is sick. Here, let's go look around Beijing. It's not what it's about. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. The only thing that Joe is good for is giving you treats. That's not that good. I could easily buy some candy bars. Please. If, that's, if that's all it takes to be Joe, then it's yeah. not all, but it's a start. <laughs> yeah. Fine. I'll be right back. Stop the bus. She's <laughs> not even driving it. <laughs> She goes into the store and sees uh, uh, someone working there. Uh, hello. Just getting a couple of these candy bars. Thank Where's you. Joe? <laughs> okay. Listen to me. I saw you get off of Joe's I, bus. Where's Joe? <laughs> I am filling in for Joe. And he is sick. And I just need to get these candy bars. Please tell me you don't have a problem with this. <laughs> yes, he's a little sick. What is he he's okay? Would he okay? I don't know. Why don't you give him a call? I don't okay. have his number. I haven't had, I haven't built up the confidence to call him. He's going to be fine. Things aren't Just, for sale. You. What do you mean? What do I have to do? Nothing. This is a fake store. Okay. <laughs> Joe's fake money on the side of the road because I want to see him every day. Cause he buys these treats that he gives to his tour people. I don't even, I'm retired. How do you make a living? Oh, I'm retired. I have, okay. IRA. <laughs> okay. I have a Roth IRA. I have a Roth IRA. Okay. Please. An employee come out of the bus. Please. Oh, I saw Joe's bus. Thank God. Joe, where is Joe? I, Joe's sick. Okay. I'm running sick? the ship today. Please. He'll be back tomorrow. I'm sure. Well, you better be damn sure. <laughs> I assume he told you how to do administer a rectal exam because it's 2.30 and I get my Joe rectal exam at 2.30. I am not putting my hand up your butthole. Well, obviously he didn't tell you how to do it. It's not the whole hand. This stinks. I guess I'll take whatever you can do. Oh my, fine. <laughs> I will administer the treats first, <laughs> then I will do the rectal exam. I assume that is the right order. And I yeah, feed the it is. I feed <laughs> it is. You're right about that. You're on the money there. Okay. And I, I assume I have to feed you these treats and you have to lick the chocolate from my finger. Mm -hmm. You're getting it. I, okay. Yeah. I mean, that's why you do the treats first. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Okay. I mean, oh my gosh had i known this is what joe's job was i would have never agreed to fill in when i get my hands on that guy <laughs> what okay. you're gonna what you better do nothing he's sick 
Yeah, he's sick. The, the truth is that the truth is that Joe's sick. I gave him mono because we've been kissing. What? What? Kissing disease. I have mono, but I live with it. So <laughs> Joe is dating someone. Hmm. Uh, that doesn't oh, seem this is like unbelievable. Joe. <laughs> doesn't seem like Joe. Um, Why doesn't that seem like Joe? He's a normal um, guy. Oh, are you an, telling me I have mono in my butt now? <laughs> <laughs> I am not. You cannot. I don't know. I'd have to look that up. If you got to a doctor's office, <laughs> <laughs> takes his glove off. <laughs> yeah, that's butt mono. All right. Uh, <laughs> Uh, all right what? now yes i'll tell you more about it but uh here you go here's some chocolate <laughs> thank you <laughs> wait wrong order Awesome. Let's get back to the meat part of the podcast where a guest shares a true meaty story from their life. Uh, Alyssa, you are up. Uh, what would you like to talk about? So I would like, I kind of, the warm up part is going to be in here, right? Yeah. In yeah. The, okay. So I feel like some of that information is good background for my story. Basically, my story takes place when, um, so I, yeah, I had this like crazy, uh, liver transplant that was like so unexpected. And I was like, you know, I had this like rare genetic disease. Um, and then I was like in a coma, I was in the hospital for like two months. And after that, you know, I still had to kind of like finish up college. I was engaged at the time. And so I decided to start like writing a blog to kind of like, you know, because people were kind of interested in my journey and probably just wanting to make sure I was like still alive. So I, you know, I started writing this blog and it was like, it was very like Christian and very much like about my like liver and just like little entries like about, um, you know, like, do not fear God is with you. <laughs> Your liver's fine. It, it was just like, but I mean, it was like recapping and mm -hmm. it was, it was good. And so my, my fiance, like his whole family, was like subscribed to it like everybody from our college like it was very it was like you know people were kind of like reading the post it wasn't anything crazy but it was like yeah my fiance his family they were gonna where'd, be my family where'd you go to college i went to a school it's called grove city college oh okay and so it's like in the pittsburgh area i wasn't is it a christian school is a christian school yeah got it so everybody was like like really just like following this journey, you know, and I felt really cool about it too. I was like, wow, <laughs> like my life, like I almost died. And now I'm like, I am my, my future husband. Like, this is beautiful. This is like a movie, like a Christian movie waiting to happen. <laughs> and <clears throat> so then, you know, when I, I, I was actually like on a trip, I was in Dallas when I had this like liver thing happen to me. So I um, met these people when I lived in Dallas who became like really good friends of mine. And I remember the, the wife kind of was like, you know, Oh, Alyssa, you're so funny. Like you, 
you should do, I know this like talent agent, like in Texas. And I remember like hearing that and being like, whoa, like, and I kind of just like logged it in my brain. And I was like, talent agent, <laughs> you know, Texas. Texas. I was like, this is crazy. So <clears throat> I definitely was like, that was sort of like on my brain. And then went back to Pittsburgh after I finally was like released from the hospital and that, you know, talent agent thing never really left my brain as my engagement is like unfolding every morning. Like when I would wake up and text my fiance, like it seemed like he was not really on board. Like we had set a date. We had August 25th was the date that we were going to get married. I was like trying on wedding dresses you know, it was like a whole thing. My bridesmaids all had their gowns, but like, he was still very uncertain. Like sometimes he was like, I don't know. So it was, it was like this whole thing. <clears throat> so eventually I started to realize like, man, I'm trying to force this guy to marry me and I don't think he wants to. And I still need to look into this whole talent agent thing. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I remember just being like, that never like left my brain. So it was around like July, actually, that I, I remember we met up at a Panera and my fiance and I, and I was like, you know, I talked to this talent agent in Texas. She wants me to come there and do this program. <laughs> I think I got to do this. I got to go to Texas and become an actor <laughs> or like, you know, the program was like six months and I was like, I love you. And I, but I just don't know if this is like, if we're going to make this happen and I, I have to kind of see this through. And he was like, wow. Okay. Like, I guess, you know, and I gave him the ring back at this Panera and I was like, what? This is That's heavy as hell yeah. for a and Panera. I, <laughs> yeah. And he was like, I think like in my mind, I kind of knew like this is over, especially like in my mind too. I thought like I'm going to become famous within the next six months. Like that's how I thought it was going to happen. I was like, I'm going to Texas. That's going to be it for me. Um, and Texas. so, so he, I think like I knew it was over and I, you know, but it wasn't officially over. Like it was, but it wasn't. And I think in his mind, he just assumed I would go do this six month program and then probably come back to Pittsburgh and like work mm. things out with him. So I go to Texas, um, you know, no more wedding. I feel like my grandma still had the save the date up on her fridge. <laughs> she was like, is it still happening? <laughs> and um, so I go to Texas, I like doing this weird acting program. I have no idea like what I'm doing. I'm living with that married couple, the woman Quick that question. told me about the agent. Yeah. What city in Texas? Dallas. Okay. Yeah. So I'm in Dallas and you know, this is the first time. And that, that fiance of mine, he was my first boyfriend, first kiss. And that's all we ever, you know, is just kisses. And I'm like the first time in my life, I'm realizing like, oh my gosh, like I need to rebound. I need someone because I didn't know how to be like alone. So I became like kind of obsessed with like meeting someone and I'm like at church, there's really nobody. Everybody's like married in Dallas. <laughs> and like, I remember the woman that was um, that I was like living with, she worked at Southwest Airlines and she was like, you know, I know this guy, he's like a couple years older than you, but I think like you guys might hit it off. And I was like, please introduce me. Like I was like obsessed. I was <laughs> obsessed. So we all, the four of us go out to dinner and I meet this guy and he is like literally like, and this, you know, he's the opposite of my fiance. He's like, He's just really like wacky and just, you know, he just seems so like carefree and cool. And I'm, I'm like obsessed with him. I am absolutely obsessed with him. He works at Southwest, free flights, you know, what more hey, could hey. there be? So yeah, I become, we like start talking and he's like, yeah, 
he's real just like standoffish and he's like you know, I'm going through something. This was like September that we met. And he's like, I decided I'm not going to date anybody until October. Like, I'm just going through a lot, you know? And like, he was in church and stuff. So he was like, my accountability partner said, (laughs) and I'm like, yeah, totally. I I just broke off an engagement. You know, that's fine with me. So like all of September, we're like dating practically, but like, he's not, you know, but he's like saying we aren't. And I'm just like, I'm falling more and more in love with this guy who literally has like, really doesn't want to have anything to do with me. Like he's just not interested (laughs) and I'm obsessed. So I realized like, I was like, I need to like blog about this, but I realized there was a a feature on this blog thing that I was on where you could do like a private blog. So it was more like a journal entry. And I was like, my fingers, like, you know, I'm journaling about this guy every night, but I'm like, my fingers just can't type like, you know, like they can't write fast enough. I need to type about this. So one night it's like three in the morning and I'm on my blog and it's the private blog, I think. And I write this entry that is the most, oh my God, like the most insane thing that you could ever just, you would never want anybody to read it. You know, it's just like, I don't, I don't. So, but it's like, it's just like a declaration of like how obsessed I am with this guy. And it was like September 30th. So I knew like October 1st, he was going to ask me to be his girlfriend because that's when he was going to start dating again. And I was like, wow, God, I now see why you did the things you did. And this is the guy for me. And I've never been more sure. And how could I ever in a million years ever marry, you know, that other guy? And it was just this like insane, all this like also like weird God stuff. And it's like three in the morning and I just like whatever, post it, go to bed. I wake up (sighs) at 7 (laughs) a.m. My friend from college is like, a list of, just like a million missed calls to her and she's like I think you did something bad you did not like she was like I know she knew that I had like a private thing she was like you accidentally posted that private thing to the public so I'm like oh my gosh like I'm freaking out like I've never my like heart rate just like shot up to like 200 like I was just like oh my gosh like so I go in I delete it right away but I'm like okay I deleted it maybe nobody saw it and then she's like, no, if you're subscribed to the blog, the actual meat of the email, uh-huh. it'll come in the email if you're subscribed. And I was like, okay, well, luckily, like my fiance was subscribed, but it was his college email and he doesn't get emails from there anymore. And I know, you know, so I was like, so that's good. But then I'm like thinking about his whole family, like, and reading this email and knowing that he's still kind of like, you know, like we were broken up, but still like he had hope. So I'm like, what do I freaking do? You know, like this is traumatizing. God. Plus DMZ is going to get a hold of it because you're famous yeah. now. <laughs> it, Dallas exactly. DMZ. Exactly. <laughs> In Dallas. So I, I do, like I hadn't spoken to him since that Panera bread in July and it's October. So I give him a call and I like, I, I wanted to kind of like, I was like, if I just call him and tell him not to read it, like, you know, because I know his sister is going to, so I'm like, hey, hey, bud, you know, and he's like, oh, it's so good. To hear. Oh, no. He was like so happy to hear from me. And I was like, oh, no. And I was like, hey, like I, you know, just posted something, but you please get read it. It was an accident. It was like a private prayer. <laughs> like, please don't read it. And he's like, oh, what? What? Please don't read what? You know, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, just don't read it. And he's like, OK, five minutes later, I get a text from him. Let's just say he read it and yeah, he literally like, he like hated my guts. It was like the saddest, scariest thing. So then at least, you know, like that, I'm like, well, okay, I ruined my chains with him, but I got this. You were already broken up. 
I got this Panera, right? We were broken up, but it was like I think in his mind it was still just like the door was like really open. Okay, yeah, right, 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 right. Time. Yeah. So I go. So this other guy that I'm like thinking is gonna you know ask me to be his girlfriend. It's October first. He's like, hey, do you want to hang out tonight? Like, meet me here at this like uh, like SMU, the campus by the waterfall, and I'm like, perfect location. So I go and I'm like, I brought a Subway sandwich. I remember like thinking like it was going to be like romantic. This is no love that what, bread. Please. Well, yeah, what sandwich? What sandwich? <laughs> I mean, I always just would get BMT? like, um, no, I would get the chicken bacon ranch. Mm, so I'm yeah. like eating this like freaking Subway sandwich. And he literally, I'm not even kidding you. This was like the most traumatic like conversation I've ever had. He was like, Hey, Alyssa, you know, like he literally said like the grass is greener on the other side. I'm just like, so excited to see what else is out there. I don't like you enough for you to be my girlfriend. Like it was the most, like just this guy had this like honesty, but it was like so cruel, but it was like, he was Uh, like uh. chipper about it. And I was like, I just remember like looking at this waterfall, eating the sandwich as he's like telling me I'm like not good enough to be his girlfriend. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this is the worst day of my life. And then, yeah, I think like that night, I remember like when I went back to my car, someone had thrown eggs at it. It was just like the worst oh. possible like couple of days. Someone had thrown and eggs I, at your car? Yeah, it's like raw eggs. So I was like, okay, that's it for that. That's it for that. And then, yeah, I like finished this like acting program. No managers were interested in me, of course, Aww. because like, what am I? And then I remember I like, after the acting program was over, I tried to go back to Pittsburgh and I tried to like beg my fiance to get back together. Cause I was just like, I didn't know who to be as like a single person, you know, I didn't uh-huh. know. And like, I was like, I remember we were in a parking lot at like a pizza hut <laughs> and he just was like, I am terrified of you. Like, I don't know who you are ever since you got that new liver. And I was like, Man, you're right. he's right. Who am no. I? Like I've lost my mind. And then, yeah. So that honestly, like, and that other guy, he kind of like strung me on, like he, you know, Southwest guy, Southwest guy kind of strung me on. And then eventually, like, the reason why I moved to L.A., like, the real reason was because, like, yeah, my fiancé didn't really want me back. The Southwest guy didn't really want to marry mm. me. And I was like, I guess I have nowhere else to go but to Los Angeles. So <laughs> that's, that's, that's how I got to L.A. Hey, uh, did you want... Sorry to uh, bother you, kid. I didn't know if you were coming up to me for my autograph. I'm just trying to get a movie ticket. Uh, it's a, I, did you want my autograph? You seemed like you were just going to walk by. Do I want it? Uh... Yeah, did you want my autograph? I mean, I did. I had a liver transplant. I'm feeling pretty cool about it. So if you wanted my autograph, I'd be happy to. But, you know, I'm just trying to see uh, the, the new Bill and Ted. Yeah, I'm just trying to see it too. Uh, okay, man. Hey, if you don't want my autograph, that's fine. But I could see you. I could see you clocked who I am. I'm a local liver transplant celebrity, and that you knew who I was. So if, it's okay if you want to admit that you're impressed. Next in line. Yeah. Hi. Uh, do you need me to pay? Do I am I supposed to pay? Or yes. I don't know if you are. Are you on my? Have you subscribed to my blog? I don't know if you were one of my blog heads. I don't know who you are unless are you Perez Hilton? That's the only okay. blog I subscribe uh, to. 
Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I must have must have thought that you were someone else. Gotcha. <laughs> you might say. Uh, no, I'm I'm Melissa Sabo. I I got a liver transplant. I have a big big blog, about twenty thousand subscribers. Whoa. It's not a big deal. Uh, uh, no, I'll I'll follow you, but you have to buy a ticket, just like everybody. <laughs> I've else. seen that blog. Do I have to buy a ticket? I've seen that blog. <laughs> What's that? Sorry, I know I'm just working back here too. I think I've seen that blog. It's where you put up pictures of uh, celebrities with a little cum on their face. <laughs> no, no, that's Alyssa Sabo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, uh, wait, huh? And also Perez Hilton. Oh, is that you? <laughs> no, I'm Alyssa Sabo. I got a oh. liver transplant. Can we get this I was in a line coma. moving. I need I'm to sorry. buy a ticket to see this movie, Armageddon. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. She wants to see Armageddon. I want to see Bill and Ted's bogus journey, I guess. <laughs> Revival. <laughs> uh, uh, I'll you... just I'll just pay. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, there you go. And for you, you wanted a ticket to see our throwback <laughs> of Armageddon. Yeah. And if you must know, I had a heart transplant. I, I mean, that's good news to have, I guess. But I did not need to know it. Um, uh, well, fine. Then, fine. Then I guess goodbye. What? <laughs> Do you? I rang you. Did you want to see Armageddon? I, I, I think you'll be okay. There's okay. I want to see Armageddon. Like I need a back, a pain in the back. <laughs> I don't want to see a movie. <laughs> Did you just want? I came here. <laughs> yes, I want attention. Okay. I, I'm <laughs> glad that you got a heart transplant in our seem to be making a full recovery. Um. Oh my God. Is that Sharon? Sharon, Sharon, heart transplants, Sharon. This is Dallas TMZ. We wanted to know, what are you, what are you, who are you here with? What are you doing? What, what do you have to say about the, what do you have to say about the questionable? I'm here. Well, if you must know, I'm here with this guy, this tick, this guy. Taking We're not my here to guess her. This is my boyfriend. You're here with what? this guy on the other side of the plastic. <laughs> no. right. I got a wife. Yeah. I got a wife. I got, I got his Oh my God. We cut, to, <laughs> we cut to a TV screen. We see, <laughs> we see like a bunch of people like sit, leaning against stables and stuff. Uh, look at this guy. I got a wife. I got a wife. <laughs> I mean, he was out of control, like a Hereford who just been made into a steer. You know, Dallas TMC. Yeah, baby. <laughs> You're speaking my language. Uh, we open on a Panera. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and there's just a feeling in the air. There's like a heaviness uh, to it. Um, uh, one guy in a polo shirt, kind of a, he's the only one smiling in the place. He takes his bread bowl back to a two person table uh, uh, with someone else at the table. Wow. I haven't been to one of these places in a while. <laughs> ah. Thanks. Thanks for coming, honey. Thanks for having uh, me. Chicken noodle. Yeah. I haven't had a bread bowl in a long time. Uh, uh-huh. It makes, I just think it's when Panera first came out when I was young, I was like, wow, that's interesting. Make the, make the delivery apparatus edible. 
and right, it turns yeah. out the, the bread bowl is like the best part. So, yeah. Uh, well, I I did want to talk to you about something. I wanted to talk uh, to you about something. Okay, why Do don't you know I go that first? They, I'll. Well, mine will be quick. Okay, you know go that ahead. They just made it so that you can have an otter as a pet uh, in California. That's so the kind of news I love. I was googling That's it. Fun, and I'm just you're just a fun guy. I'm sweetie. I know I'm a fun guy. You don't need to tell me that kind of stuff. Anyway, okay. I've been looking at otter sites. That's great. I tre- I've treasured my time with you. And I treasure mine with you. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you get the feeling because we're at Panera that I've probably got some bad news to share, right? Huh? <laughs> I mean, we're at, we're at a Panera and that's why people only come here to share bad news. So I just wanted to let you know that this has been one of the most wonderful eight months of my life. And I've, I feel like I've learned a lot from you and I've grown a lot, but um, I just don't think we're compatible. And I think it's time for us both to move on. I think we're going in different directions and it's best that we just make a clean break. <laughs> um, I was supposed to get, Okay. Um, where the fuck did you do it you at see a the pin- table right next to them? <laughs> You're telling me I'm not the father? No. <laughs> oh my freaking gosh! No. Okay. You're not the father. I'm sorry. <laughs> you see, I'm you, out of here. I'm out of here and back to the. T- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you want to keep going to Bible study, that's fine. I'll find. I think I'm going to go to a different church anyway. So if you want to keep going to that Bible study, you can keep those friends. That's okay. Okay. Did you plan this before the Panera or did the Panera make this happen to you? Because I wasn't aware of this whole aura that I'm experiencing in here. I wanted chicken noodle soup in a bread bowl. Uh, It seems like the couple next to us just had a big fight. It's their worst soup, by the way. It's their worst soup you're asking for. Okay. Well, I like chicken noodle. Have you had tomato bisque? It's great. I'm sorry. That's neither (laughs) here nor there. Tomato bisque on its own? You in a bread bowl, grilled cheese. Look at us. We've never fought once before today. And look at us. Now we're fighting about soups. Okay. If I'm being totally honest, I wasn't planning on breaking up with you. And I saw Panera and something in my head said, go there. Well, let's get out of and here s- then. You should talk about I leaving think the this church. is the right decision. Well, let's we cut outside. We cut outside and see a wife trying to drag her husband into the Panera bread. And he's <laughs> holding on to his car. I don't want to go. Honey, come on, no. honey. We're going in. No. We cut back. sign these divorce papers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I want- Maybe I should get a refill on this espresso. <laughs> we need Audi here. <laughs> you got me a promise ring, and now you're talking. You gave me. You gave announcement you give for that- Panera patrons. Everything we have been serving you is the poison. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! What was that? Enjoy oh the last couple of minutes of your life. <laughs> we, oh we, got to, Kate's just we got to Alyssa enjoying her shift meal at Panera. Oh, good. Uh, <laughs> you're already eating. I've got to talk to you about something as your manager. Um, <clears throat> this isn't easy, but I suppose you working here and eating here makes it a little easier. We have to let you go. Uh, we... We've become a safe haven for uh, bad news for couples, and you poisoned everyone. 
Oh my gosh, did I? No, yes. please. Mm. I did not poison people on purpose. You, but you did announce it as if it had been done <laughs> intentionally. I know. I just thought that would be kind of like a fun because everybody's like has bad news. I thought maybe the thought of dying might actually be the first good news these people are getting. Come on, Brian. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. You already started crunching into that bread bowl. I've given the bad news. There's no backing out of this. <laughs> you, hey, sorry, to, sorry to interrupt, Brian. Uh, I actually need this room. You guys are going to have to go outside off off Panera grounds uh, to continue your Wait, meeting. What? I just need I need this room to do some paperwork. It's private, but you guys are gonna have to go off campus. But I haven't. We haven't sealed. We haven't finished. She hasn't finished her bread <laughs> Brian, bowl. And I Brian, I know you're mid. I know you're mid meeting. Okay, go ahead <laughs> off campus and finish your fucking meeting. I have to do a urine sample. If you must know. Oh my god. god. <laughs> go. We cut outside. You have your job back. <laughs> I love this place. You have no idea, Brian. I was about to ask you a really big question, but I wasn't going to do it in Panera because I knew that you were going to say no. What's the question? They walk into a Quiznos. <laughs> <laughs> Will you marry me? Hot diggity dog. <laughs> over in Quiznos. The Quiznos is ready for it. They pull like a lever. <laughs> Happy engagement. She said yes. Salamo she comes said yes. out of the back. Hey, it's a you to get in Mary. I want the cookie. You want the cookie. We got a cookie. All right. Well, thanks for being on the Meat Improv. Uh, that was a blast. Uh, yeah, thank you, Ben. <clears throat> That was really fun. Um, Thanks for having us. <laughs> um, our pleasure. <laughs> uh, so let's uh, let's plug stuff. Um, what would you like to tell our audience about? Uh, uh, we'll start with you, Ben. What would you like to? Sure, I'll, I'll plug the potatoes. If you guys want to subscribe <laughs> to the Meats uh, Patreon, you get some insight on uh, improv. I've listened to two of them that were in front of the paywall. Never gone behind the paywall, but I know it's good <laughs> stuff. <laughs> and check out Totally Rad. You can follow us on Instagram at uh, Totally Rad nineteen ninety six, or just you know search Totally Rad in a podcast app. Alyssa, what you got? Yeah, echo that. Uh, and you can <laughs> follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Alyssa underscore Sabo. Thank you guys so much. I would also like to plug the. Um, Cookies at Trader Joe's. All of them are really good. <laughs> oh I love my God. cookies. <laughs> what are the kinds I just had? Are they called the, the, Speculoos? Uh, Speculoos are good. <laughs> uh, I, I, are good. I can't remember the name of the ones that I just discovered, but they're great. They're chocolate uh, hazelnut, maybe. They're like smushed together. It's like caramel and like some of them are mac. Oh, and damn. Wow. Yes. Uh, I know which ones you're talking about. Flat. Is it a Trader Joe or is it like a trader and he's got a different name? Um, I don't know. I think they're discontinuing that, <laughs> aren't they? <laughs> <'Cause>, uh, <laughs> Isn't that bizarre? That's a weird. That's a weird thing. Yeah, I think that was one of the <laughs> one of the things that got canceled this summer. <laughs> oh, great. Uh, I'm glad so. we're affecting change. <laughs> yeah, there. Finally, we got something done. Um, Jake, uh, you can. Um, boy, I'm really not uh, doing much social media, but you can. Uh, Weimprov.org if you want to sign up for a workshop. 
uh, or check out twitch.tv uh, slash we improv if you want to check out some shows. Um, uh, and that's it for me. All right. Uh, I'm at Mr. Josh Simpson on Twitter, Josh Simpson on Instagram. Um, I got a bunch of videos, uh, a channel called Lazy Susan on YouTube. You can also see him at joshsimpson.biz. But I'm going to start trying to do more YouTube stuff. So there's me putting that in the universe. Hopefully you'll see some videos if you go there. Um, that's all. Um, the meet's on all the social platforms, patreon.com slash to meet improv for extra episode and access to our Discord channel. Um, that's it. Thank you so much for listening. Be safe out there. We'll see you next time on The Meet. The Meet. Let me improv. I'll take you out.